Some said they couldn't do it. Even more said they probably shouldn't. But here they are, bringing you another episode of the Happy Zen Podcast. Welcome your hosts, Adam and Matt. Those movies, have you watched Wayne's World, either one of them in a long time? No, but it is on a very short list I'm compiling right now, so... Why, did you just yeah. watch it recently? Yeah, they were on TV on, like, Much Music or whatever the hell that's called now. And I just started watching them, and I'm like, these are actually really good still. I was surprised. We watched Billy Madison the other night. Oh, yeah. That holds up well. To be, I'm not being sarcastic, I'm being, being honest. It actually really did hold up well. It took you back to a time of Adam Sandler being really funny. I didn't think he became less funny. I just think it was, it was more off-the-wall funny. And then you see the progression of it. My kids I loved think, it that they watch that and then they can still relate. That's the guy from Pixels. So it was kind of cool. And I think it was new ish at the time. Like, yeah, we kind of know what to expect now. Uh, so before we carry on in our conversation of things we've watched recently, uh, we're back for another episode still here of the Happy Zen podcast. How are you feeling? Uh, good. No complaints. I mean, things are progressing a little bit, right? So life is. They're allowing us to do a few more things here and there, but I find as they're telling us to progress into this next phase of the lockdown and start to get a little bit of things back to normal, I have zero aspiration to go do any of those things. So like opening the mall, I don't know anybody that wants to go to a mall. Well, I think that's public, it. public even, swimming pools. I don't know anybody that wants to go to a public swimming pool right now. Like, I don't know. I just, even uh, making something legal doesn't necessarily mean people are going to go out and uh, yeah and rush yeah. to do it <clears throat> but there, but, there will be people let's not kid ourselves there will be people that are like, oh, yeah. lined up at the public pool with their towel um but there's probably no line behind them so i'm, I'm gonna say it because you i'm rarely and I'm, I'm not a rarely an optimistic person i'm three drinks into my drink and i'm already unable to speak i'm feeling better the the numbers have stayed you Pretty have just good, at least it. the last over the four days. I know, I've just cursed it. So tomorrow, 500. Uh, listen, I, 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 I do my reading on this as much as I can just to get a head around, my head around it. And we're going to find ways back to what's a comfortable, normal, whatever it's going to be. And we're probably going to see more of this illness. It's, we're probably going to see more of it in the fall. Mm-hmm. The typical characteristics of you know germ transmission heightened in you know North America and you know, countries with temperate climate, we will get more transmission of this disease in the fall because there's just more ability to spread germs at that time. And that's, that's what happens. So we will see more of it until we have vaccinations or some sort of treatment. It's not going away anytime soon. Ask Florida. That's right. Just uh, perfect example. I was going to say just be smart. Yeah. So look at Florida as your example. 100%. The WWE is in a shitstorm if you're a wrestling fan, folks, because someone tested positive and a bunch of the superstars freaked out because it turned out that uh, a lot of what the WWE was doing wasn't accurate or honest with the working uh, staff. And now some of the superstars just proceeded to stay home and not go for taping. So I thought it was kind of entertaining. Roman well, Reigns is laughing, telling them all, screw you guys. I knew this from the beginning. They weren't going to do anything on health and safety, and I haven't gone to a taping yet. Well, that was why he didn't do the WrestleMania thing, right? Yeah. Did he he, he pulled out? it right away. Like, hey, yeah. I had leukemia. This shit will kill me. So I'm not going, and you guys aren't doing anything to help make take uh, health and safety. So yeah. I'm not cha- I'm not chancing it. And that's and exactly I mean, what he did. It, it's, it's really hard. It's not like you can social distance in professional wrestling. wrestling. 
it's just it's not going to happen. Most so, awkward match ever. I mean, really, unless they're testing every single person daily or close to it. So, um, what culture wrestling I, or whatever they're called there? What culture culture? Yeah, yeah. I listen to them, and uh, it turns out uh, in Dave Meltzer, uh, they quoted Dave Meltzer, who is uh, an inside uh, writer, pro wrestling he, inside yeah, wrestling guy. Saying, yep, always been the guy. Yep. Um, I guess this Monday was the first time WWE tested anybody. <laughs> and so I, that, and then I got out and then they, they were a lot of the wrestlers were under this weird, I guess, impression that people, things were going on and they weren't doing shit. They're just letting it pretend but like it was what happening. What did they think? They were just, Oh, I must be the only wrestler that hasn't tested yet. Everybody else. I has swear to God, like- they fired all those wrestlers that a big choppy did there. It was completely like a, a warning that we'll get rid of these people just because. And if you fuck around with us on this, we're going to get rid of you, too. So well, I'm glad that uh, some of them stuck to their guns like Kevin Owens. And he's like, fuck it and went home. Um, so guys like that, I'm glad. There's some leadership Canadian there. boy right there. Yep, of course. But uh, I I'd also saw there was a bit of backlash coming. Now, this is from ways back, but I guess it's just coming up again as the, uh, the event they did in Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. And I guess there was a, an issue where they got stranded there, and Held on the apparently tarmac. a lot of the re- yeah a lot of the wrestlers are not happy about that and are voicing their opinion. Yeah, it's kind of I mean, kind of keeping up with that. I haven't not watched a single wrestling thing. I haven't watched any of the shows, yeah. but I've been just listening to some of the podcasts around it, and that's been giving me plenty of news. It's I find it very interesting. Of all the sporting events, they're the one that kept going. Like everything else stopped, right? And like they still kept going and. I got the tight the taping and the cinematic pieces and stuff they're trying to do to make it a little bit different to deal with this time. And some of the things they did, I thought was somewhat responsible where we'll get together, tape a bunch of stuff over a short period of time, go home and we won't see you again for a couple of weeks and then catch back up. So that kind of made sense. But then that went away very quickly. Now, Mm -hmm. AEW, on the other hand, is doing doing it like that. Like, I guess they're doing big blocks and then they don't do anything for weeks and then Mm -hmm. they do a big block. And that at least is somewhat responsible. Um, but leave it to Florida, right? Like <laughs> the state that considered them, classified them as an essential service and has allowed them to perform. I just, well, isn't that where a lot of the sports are going, uh, to try I think, is it basketball? Maybe I'm yeah, the wrong it, person asked about sports, but I, a, I heard they're, they're all trying something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, they're all easing their way back into it. I know they're British, uh, the English premier league soccer started this week and they'll be playing this weekend and stuff. And, you know, some of that just makes me laugh a little bit because, the like for example in the premiership there's a team with like a 24 point lead they're winning the league like it doesn't matter they i think they can lose every game going out they still win so mm-hmm. what's the point of playing that season now i get some other sports were maybe a little more contested and they don't want to write the season off so they're going to try to find a way i get that uh baseball's gone to shit because it's, it's their contracts are just shit anyway so it's a big mess so, I mean, all the, I, I really do find this pandemic has created the ability for us to expose all of the Swiss cheese holes in our society. And there is not a hole not being unturned. Like, everyone is pointing out everything. Nothing's getting seems, missed. Like, there's sports that I would think should have, I, I would have actually thought would have been the first ones. Like, I would have thought golf would have been like, after a few weeks, you're like, well, you know, as long as we don't have a crowd, it's one guy by himself, camera guy's far away. We could totally do it. Yeah. 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 Uh, even like car, the guy yeah, in the car by himself. Exactly. Really. <laughs> and okay, I guess you get the pit crew, but I mean, they're pretty covered up. I mean, I don't know specifically they, what they they're could have done. 
PPE with them in a way that there's only moments they're actually on top of each other. And I'm sure someone that knows racing would tell me there's more than that, but it certainly isn't. I can't believe that the pit crew would be more likely to be in contact than say a sports team that has contact. So like a, a basketball or a hockey or a, you know, any of those, like that doesn't make any sense to me. So, but yeah, anyway, especially something I mean, that, do- that doesn't have equipment, like you said, like soccer or yeah. like wrestling yeah. and, well, and then what Dana White wants to have that fight island for UFC. That I don't know what the plan there is. Good. You know, again, the pandemic is exposing a lot of people. So there's a lot of people who they're what they care about. What matters is certainly coming to the surface versus, you know, uh, their I guess their moral compass, I should say, is clearly being pointed. Uh, there's no hiding it. Let's put it that way. So no. That is interesting. I just thought it's it's these are interesting developments. I mean, in terms of everything else that's happening in the world right now, I mean, uh, for dealing with the pandemic and moving through, it's I find it a little more peaceful right now. I mean, maybe it's just this, the the weather and you're you're able to change your you have a little bit more of a social bubble if you wanted to. So there's a little more confidence. I think we're also just getting used and operating in this world and realizing that as crazy it is, it isn't like the end of things like it felt like for the first 30, 60 days where it felt like, holy crap, this is going really down a really far hole. Will we ever come back from it? I mean, I we, should say that for us, yes, there are certainly countries right now that are on the shit end of that stick at the moment. Oh, like I think India and that, Brazil are like at their peak right now. It's And then, like you said, the U.S. is not getting better. All, you know, China's popping, I heard China's uh, popping back up again on the radar and they're they're trying, you know, it's obviously not clear in the media anymore because they're going to try to keep a lot more things under wrap, but some stuff is making its way out about second raves and schools are getting shut down that they had opened up and you know, if you don't go with provisions and try to figure things out, then you're you're opening yourself to trouble, right? So at least that's the one thing I feel comfortable with is that it's not, let's just go back to where it was, it's Let's try a logistical idea we're coming up with. Oh boy, Let's yeah. see if it works. Uh, let's try it out in a small, you know, cohort. Like it's just, it's nice and steady. It's nothing's rushing, right? Long discussion and uh, that kind of stuff is, you know, and they're not rushing anything, right? They keep extending the benefits, extending the travel ban back from the Canada to the U.S. It's been extended once again into July. Like, you know, the, why change all these other conditions when you still don't have? you know, the core things quite figured out yet. So, uh, and really I, I, until we have an, an actual vaccination for it, we can't really go back to quote, what was before until that's available. And no one, no one can handle the economic stress. If we get another massive spike to the point where we're back in the hundreds of daily cases in Ontario and thousands across the country, we can't afford what we live in our societal bubble. Can't afford that type of economic hit again. So we got to mitigate that as much as possible. Our spike, you know, if we get a second wave or whatever, it might be the kind of numbers we're seeing right now might be what we rise back up to. And we might not see the four or 500 cases a day. But mm-hmm. you know, predicting all of that, it's the human element. It's not, you do as much as you can, but it's the human element. So, well, that's my COVID corner on the Happy yeah. Zen podcast. Hey, did you hear uh, much music bringing Speaker's Corner back? Did we talk about that? No. Much music is bringing back Speaker's like, Corner. Physically, they're going to build. Yeah. Yep, they're going to put them back up. And apparently they're putting more than one, uh, a few spots around the city. They're going to put them back. What's the, epi- like, what what started that? No clue. No idea? No, none whatsoever. I just thought it was cool. Cool bit of news. Could you and think, like, new- they could have that function, but it would just be like, I'll upload a video from your phone. I think but maybe, I like- 
I like the idea of the actual booth and going into it being a destination thing. Although now I don't know how I, I feel like there's a there's a, a a secret push coming from a lot of different angles of just maybe life in general that says, hey, since we're all trapped in this social networking type world now that we were all like brushing up against, but not trying to all immerse ourselves in now that we're all stuck here, let's find the way back to some of the other stuff before we lose it. It's like, we're trying to hold on to some of that stuff. And I think speaker's corner is a great representation of that. Like you still have to physically get your ass up somewhere. You could easily just do it with Instagram. Like, isn't Instagram or Twitter, or any of those things, YouTube, essentially. Essentially speakers, YouTube. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah speakers. So, yeah. but I like the idea of, of, Going back to something a little bit more, you know, hold on to some traditionalism. As we see some things that I didn't think would happen, like 250 Starbucks getting closed in Canada. It's a lot of fucking stores, man. That's that's going to be big. I, I was saying today, for the last of our COVID corner, um, the repercussions of this pandemic, everyone thinks we've already seen them, and it's not true. The economic repercussions you will see are, are going to be, um, they're going to take time to settle in. So the effects on businesses, it's not now, it's going to be September and October where they're really felt and that's where we're going to see things really shift. And so, and I think a lot of businesses are hoping that once, you know, they can open back up again, everything's going to go back to quote normal and they'll be fine again. But if that doesn't happen, then they're going to have to reassess. And as you said, that could be six months from now. It could be three months from now. Hard to know. Well, speaking of something a little more positive. Yes. I'm not drinking Chronicle tonight. Apologies to Chronicle. I'm out again. Um, but I, I am... You are. Good man. I am drinking something that I was subconsciously influenced to buy. Okay. So, recently I decided, hey, I'm stuck in quarantine. I can't go to the movie theater. You have to you know, just pick and choose what you can watch. And certainly, my daughter oh, and I Jesus have been Christ. going through a lot of movies. Are we here and, already? Yeah. Are we here already? Are we 100%. at this already? 100%. So I decided, as uh, some of you listeners may recall, that yourself. Matt is a massive fan of Fast and the Furious, and I constantly crap on it. So I said, okay, fair enough. I'm going to sit down and rewatch these flicks in order. And, well, man, this story can go on forever. Did you skip any? Just out of curiosity? I'm no, okay. no, I decided not to, because okay. quite frankly, I wasn't in a rush. Um, there was an element of like, wanting to rip the bandaid off faster. So part of it thought maybe skip a few, like, you know, two through seven. But um, instead, my daughter and I together decided to watch them all. Uh, so I have questions. I'm going to talk to your daughter separately because I'm wondering oh, how much oh, her reaction worse. is, is all worse. because of you. I don't know. Nope. I don't know. Nope. We'll see. There's an element where what happened was she was about to quit watching them. You could tell it was on the edge of it. Then when The Rock showed up, she was cool with hanging around watching The, wa- the Rock. Because that's like, I guess, that our, my kid's generation, big action star, I think, is The Rock. Or, sure. or at least symbolic symbolic of it. So oh, absolutely. Putting, yeah. putting time into watch him, they can handle, right? Jumanji and all the things they've watched with him along the way. So I think that invigorated it. But, what? okay, I'm not going to say it's horrible. Because okay? there's certainly worse stuff out there. Um, Leprechaun Ford, you know, Leprechaun Space, Mega Shark, any of these horrible things. Um, but what got me was like the very first Fast and the Furious was 
it was cool. It was unique. I remember watching it, watched it a few times when we were younger, watched it again. I'm like, okay, right on. It ages well. I mean, it's a good, 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 decent flick that way. It is basically point break, though. Yeah, okay. No, listen, and, and there is was it's a lot that of formula for sure. Yeah, a lot of movies copy formulas like that all the time. And so it, it worked. I thought it worked well. Okay, everything worked well. The second one, okay, kind of got it. Like typically a sequel like that, you're just capitalizing off the first one. You were only able to use one of the characters. Um, but it worked. It, Tyrese was a good, you know, sub in and so on. And it really just picked up from the first one with a little bit of the crazy shenanigans. And okay, fair enough. But what got me was the recipe they did in the second movie. They just photocopied over and over and over. It's the, hey, we're the cops. We are having a tough time dealing with this particular type of criminal who happens to just be centered around cars. And we need your help, you criminals who are better than us. So we're going to empower you to help us. And then at the end of it, you go back to being criminals or on the edge of being a criminal or not sure. Or maybe it's the American dream. I don't know. I'm not a criminal, but I'm not a fucking hero somewhere in the middle. Um, and it's just, they photocopy that same premise over and over again. And then along the way they dash in superpowers because it just started escalating at a rate that kind of, and when you watch them sequentially, this is what was really unique with it. Cause I've seen almost all of them over the years, watching them sequentially amplified the ridiculousness of that, um, superpower gaining thing that happened that made no sense. Now we equated it, my daughter and I equated it that. Once they became millionaires, they inherited powers with that money because it was symbolic. The second they figured out how to steal that money out of the safe, which, by the way, if you think about the ability to contrive how they stole the, the safe in the fourth movie, okay, it was only not even three calendar years earlier. I, I don't even think it was the fourth movie. I think it was the fifth movie. No, no, no. It was the third, fourth. Um, it was they were barely stealing DVD players out of a transport truck. Their oh, yeah. ability to escalate, they went to super criminal school in the off season, apparently, and no one told us because their ability to understand the physics of everything was insane. Now, that's another question is that oh, come on, they I, brought in some specialists for that. Gee, I, I'm under, I want to understand. Curious, you ludicrous. Did every did the production company determine that geographically on Earth? physics applied differently because in in the fast and the furious which is the fourth film and they're doing the the safe thing right they're able to two cars are able to pull that safe through everything buildings kill thousands of people 100 percent death count highest ever all these movies okay however in the movie when they parachuted cars from an airplane was it that one no, no, it was the one that had um, the um, Luke Evans was in it. It was the six. first Shaw brother. Six. So, six. They attach a car to a tank via wire, same wire used in the movie with the thing, and the car rips apart the tank. So the physics of that single car able to rip that tank apart because of the, the of pulling against the tank. However, when they pull a safe through and the safe was hitting multiple parked cars, transport trucks, cars and coming with the velocity of the other direction, they went through like it was a meteorite. Nothing changed. So the physics switched. So when they went to Europe, the physics were different than when they were in the US. This is what I'm gathering. And then physics got really fucked up when they went to London. 
is like the center of shit. So maybe there's just no gravity there or something changing. Because also at the same time, The Rock went from able to push a guy to throw him across the entire interview room into the ceiling corner. Yeah. That, that changed. Also, is that also the movie where he flexed off his cast? Yes. I have then a, later I have in the a scene, specific note for that. Carried a gun that belonged to a helicopter? helicopter. I'm not even sure how you fire that gun. Yeah. And he shot it himself. Oh, yeah. And, well, he that was, the, and he sniped the guy out of another helicopter with that. It, it's definitely a case of where, like, each movie in, like, an action franchise might one-up the last one a little bit. At some point, they're like, okay, whatever the finale of the last movie was, that's our beginning of this movie, and we need to do 100% more. The fact that the final of the first one is a car jump over a railroad track, and then you look at, like... Oh, oh well, that's... A, okay, hold on. Another comment there. So, yeah. in the first movie... When they get in car accidents of any sorts, uh, they're hurt. They're so oh, yeah. they're yeah, Nobody gets hurt in these movies now. There are things that happened in that movie that we have in most movies kill people every single time. Okay. They don't even get bruises. Not the, even tank, the tank one. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez yeah. jumps from one car. Yeah. Vin Diesel jumps yeah. from another car. They're both moving. He catches her. They land on a third car on the top of it. Crumple in the car. Both are fine. Yep. 100%. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. There's also the moment when the rock got blown out of the wind window on uh, Fast 7 by Deckard Shaw. Yeah, because that's Falls the one where he got the, nine, the cast oh, that he nine allegedly <laughs> on the top of another car. It's great. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So that's shit. Um, that makes it hard. Honestly, I, I didn't what realize. It, what is? I don't know. See, I think my problem is I don't know what you're what you're expecting because for me, I'm expecting just the same thing I'm expecting from a Transformers movie or from like a Michael Bay movie. Like, just you know what it is, though. None of it makes okay. sense. It's so, Is it because the first one was somewhat realistic? It's you no. Know, it's 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 the entire thing has been this escalation. Mm-hmm. So because of that escalation, unwarranted escalation, that makes no sense. It doesn't it doesn't match like they're trying to keep all these other things on this continuum. But at the same time, there's this escalation of superpowers. But this whole thing about family and being like somewhat criminals and still the cops always need us. All these other things continue exactly the same way. And secretly they're getting superpowers or they're becoming these amazing, you know, so much better at what they do, even though they only seem to do it once a year. And not only are they getting, quote, superpowers, by the sixth one, maybe? Maybe the fifth one. They all know how to fight, like, multiple fighting styles. 100%. Yeah. Like, even, like, Ludacris. They're all weapons specialists. They're the smartest hackers in the world, by far. They do things that are insane. They brought some people in for that stuff. Look, I would give you, if Vin Diesel tried to use a computer, I I would not bite that at all. Some of it they tried to somewhat explain. But yes, it's certainly accelerated. No one, and no, one can, no one can explain to me how twice in the same movie, Vin Diesel and Jason Statham drove cars as fast as possible, completely at each other, hit each other head on, and walked out of the vehicles. Oh, I can explain nope. it. Not in the no story. Cuts. I can explain no it in real life. It's that Vin Diesel refuses to get hurt. It's the same reason why him and The Rock had to fight to a draw, because he just refuses to lose. Yeah, well... I didn't think that would 
I get what you're saying with the whole thing. Like, what do you have for expectations? Look, I walk into a Transformers. I expect it to be a, a chaotic craziness and to stay there. And that's exactly where it is. These movies have tried to evolve into something that basically be turned into a bit of an abomination. And I, I was waiting for a moment in there where maybe there's a reset kind of moment that makes me accept it. But no, they really hold on to the last film. Like they really hold on to shit in the storylines. And I go, well, if, if you don't give me the reset, and I think the closest reset you get is when Paul Walker died in real life and they basically end him off. Going into Fast 8, I actually feel like there's my reset. Now I'm accepting this is like a superhero franchise. I'm there because they 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 now did that. But okay. man, what I had to get through to get there is like, wow, that's a lot. It's a lot. And it, it it certainly is um yeah I okay. don't know. Let, okay, let, well, let's look at it is, in segments here that that let's just take it strictly for the the action and that kind of thing. Like you must think that at least there's gotta be some impressive set pieces that you were like, well that's pretty crazy. Like I'm impressed with that to that extent. Oh listen. We, we like bonkers stuff. I mean there's some stuff yeah, that these stuff movies that that's just that crazy. You laugh and you react and you knee jerk and you're like, Are you serious? And so those are definitely some cool moments. Um, it had all the, the the fittings of a good action film. There was some humor. There was it's all there. I mean, it's certainly the the early two thousands to twenty twenties uh, action genre that is definitely the the staple. Okay, that has filled that void that was there before. That used to be this Stallone and Stallone and Schwarzenegger and all them. It's certainly what is filling that gap in the cinematic universe um but yeah i mean just whew, uh, it's it's it is it is what you put on at tbs at two o'clock on a saturday afternoon it's it's what it is right sure so yeah. you certainly uh you know the one film the rock did say some bitch 21 times and then it finally did tone down a little bit so his lines consisted of some bitch and then i'm not sure there wasn't a lot of other things inside of that so and then did escalate a little bit. Um, he got more lines for the oh, rock. The, was it the fifth one when he showed up and he had that yeah. real greasy like that? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's, it's glad it's that. Yeah, they, fa- they, they now that they phased out slowly. Like he had the really bad goatee, then it was a little bit lighter in six, and then seven it was gone. So yeah. like that was something that like made sense. So, um, needless to say, uh, we are almost done. We are watching eight tonight, and then we're going to take a break. <laughs> From that, and we're gonna go find something else to watch. I have no idea what. Uh, we had to intermittently work something in to break this up, this monotony of this up. Um, so we ended up watching Knives Out the other night, and uh, that was a, a blessing and a mistake at the same time. And what I mean by that was when you watch something that high quality and caliber, and then you go back to Fast and the Furious. It didn't help the Fast and Furious experience. I probably look at, probably should have kept it consistent. the people that wanted to be in those Fast and Furious movies. You've got Lynn Mirror. You've got I Kurt feel Russell. Like they're, con- they're contractually mm-hmm. obligated in nah, some way. They wanted or to totally be in that. Nah, I feel like they lost bets. I really do. Charlize Theron is going to okay, be in your next one. Hold on, hold on. She's done a lot of like really good, and oh my god, what's she doing in it? And no one really can ever explain that. So that's that's characteristic of her that i think that fits the rest of them i'm not sure helen mirren probably just wanted some decent paychecks she had done big lifting and big work in her life and now i think she was just cashing it in 
Kurt Russell wanted a shot back at an action film. Must be fucking fair. That I think that's where that came from. I think if you look at um, uh, what's his face there, the guy that played the the, the first Shaw brother, um, Luke Evans. Yeah, Luke Evans. That was right up his. He was he's escalating his career. It was the perfect spot for him to be. I don't know how they got stay though. It's just he wanted to go in there and show everybody he's better than the rest of them, probably. So I think that's where he went into. I mean, look, if we're going to throw actors under the bus as to the choice they've made, it's not like Statham hasn't made some poor choices as well. I just think he just like, you know, what, you're going to pay me over 10 mil. I'm doing it. <laughs> and his life is so perfect otherwise. So I think that just works for him. <laughs> he doesn't care. Well, and he becomes he becomes a, I think, a cinematic anchor, which is once he's in it, I'm more accepting of what I'm watching. I think he makes it more like, yeah, okay, I get this. This is a bit ludicrous, to the, and no pun intended, but this is a ludicrous nation to, notion to all of this, and I can handle it. I'm good with it. I think he makes it, him and The Rock make it more like, yeah, this is what I'm getting. I'm good with it. They help the transition into the, this is just a crazy-ass action film that's going to have no sense or rhyme or reason, and the rules of the world around us will not apply, but yet they'll try to base it within that world, and, and that's what I'm going to get. Oh, I guess you got to watch Hobbs and Shaw after, too. I expect that to be a massive escalation. That should be nuts. That should be they rip their own arms off and put them back on the next scene, kind of thing. Like, and no one's going to question it. Right? All right, fair enough. I mean, look, this is surprisingly more civilized than I was expecting. So, oh, listen, come on. At the end of it all, um, I saw a million reasons why they should have cut Vin Diesel out after like the fifth movie. He really doesn't serve a purpose. There's he, um. He feels like dead weight. There's there's an interesting documentary. Um, I think it's just called um, I Am Paul Walker. It was on the movie channel. And it says that he was supposed to do the cameo in Fast and the Furious 3 at the end. But I think his grandfather had just passed or something, so he couldn't do it. So Vin Diesel did it. And they suspect that had he done that cameo, he would have been the lead on that series after that. I wonder how that would have changed things. I yeah, I, I think it would have worked because bringing The Rock in, he kind of replaces Vin's character. Mm-hmm. Because now that and here's the okay, this is where I'm going to get into the logistics. So you fast fans out there, um, Sarah, I'm thinking of you, <laughs> Matt. It's um, logistically Hobbs's character made more sense when I watched it with like an open mind because they've escalated what they're doing. So they're helping. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. They're helping police and special forces solve these massive crimes. Fucking Paddington Bear. Uh, so, but anyways, they in that they need someone that can operate in that space. So I got the Paul Walker character, former FBI agent, makes sense, right? But the Rock makes sense to be the new leader of the group because that's his space. Right. He's got it the it totally police or fits. military background. Yeah, yeah. And so and he had all the, you know, the big action characteristics that would fit. So it makes Vin seem really out of place and out of his depth. But then that's where this weird escalation thing shows up is like he's not in his place. The rock they presented the rock's character Hobbs like to us of this nature the entire time. So he's been this the whole time. He's never been anything else. Mm-hmm. It's like they keep pumping Vin up to be like that. And that really stands out. I think it as makes a me whole, wonder that if, really, really stands out. I wonder at some point if they thought, like maybe earlier on, Vin Diesel was like, I'll do one or two more, and then I'm done. And they thought, well, The Rock will be our replacement. And then Vin's like, well, wait, these movies are making me 
billions of dollars. I'm not going to do that. I don't know. And I, I did honestly feel bad for the cast and Vin in the seventh movie when they did the bit at the end where they're like, you know, saying goodbye to Brian and how with Paul Walker, how they say goodbye to himself. You that was generally as much as the acting isn't like fancy, fancy in any of that. You can generally tell that's not even acting like that for them to do that scene. It it meant something to them. You could tell. I I do think it was probably the most taste for, for the series as a whole. Your expectations are probably going to be low as to how they were going to deal with that. I do think how they dealt with his his death in real life yeah. was about as classy as they could have done. I was really impressed with how they did the the split drive at the end, where each movie they've done this like racing thing, and I thought mm-hmm. that was really you know, that was clever. That was a clever way of giving us this off in the sunset kind of idea. And I thought, um, you know, of all the things they could have done, because they could have easily just killed him off at any point. In that movie, like there is like. 10 different times you many opportunities yeah exactly yeah and it would have worked it actually would have helped the story as well by the way but mm-hmm. but but choosing not to fine okay i get it that's i'm sure some people probably had some opinions on wanting to kill the character off to utilize it to drive the story but i think for many of them probably it was too close to home because of simply the, the circumstances of how he died and the tragedy of it all and so maybe just this is what worked for everybody else right so and it does seem like when you see that it's um it's called Race One Productions or something like that. So the production company ultimately became created in this franchise. So I feel mm-hmm. like it probably is a very family type environment or friendly type environment. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Anyways, it's a thing. It's a thing. Like some of the, the trends and themes that try to stay through it, I find that I just don't pay as much attention to them that then I can just enjoy it. Like this whole thing on his morality of family and stuff. It's this really silly decision making along the way. <laughs> so, anyways. And then the criminals try to say that's his weakness. And meanwhile, we're getting the other Shaw brother reven- avenging his, his brother, which is just the same fucking premise, even though they try to say it's not. So anyways, all I have figured out, it, it might, my daughter asked me, she goes, so how do I become a super criminal? I'm like, I have no idea. Uh, but apparently you can get some pretty cool levels because look at this shit. You just drive a car in street racing, and at some point you will escalate to yeah. uh, tracking down a satellite that can track any single person on the planet. My favorite comment she had was, they shift a lot of gears for automatic cars. Automatic cars. There's They're not driving automatic. Cars, there's a couple of those cars. The shifters were automatic, not, not manual. And it made no sense why they were shifting them at all. So it was very funny. Now... It's it, 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 to me. It's like well, maybe they were just letting the actor actually drive that car, so it wasn't a standard, and then they're taking inside shots, and it looked really bad. I mean, no it very idea. well could be, and then they yeah. somehow miss it editing. Some of that logistics. Like, if you look at this, this because we were looking for stuff, of course, and so you could look and see like the, the 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 shifter, and it's it's it wasn't a standard shifter, and they're just slapping it all the time. It's like what the hell? So, anyways, very some of it very entertaining that way one day i will find a series of films that you are a huge fan of that i somehow am not and unfortunately at this point that hasn't happened yet because we seem to mostly have the same interests. one day we have i will do the same thing but i can't think of anything right now Uh, no i don't have quite the same obscure taste as you it might be the Next to Marvel, the most money-making franchise, and you're calling that obscure? Yeah, but a uh, money-making isn't a, is a qualified. It means that many good. people went. Yeah, it's, it had nothing else to it do. It doesn't make it obscure. 
It doesn't, it doesn't make it doesn't make it good. No. Moving on, Knives Out. I also saw it. Great film. Oh, fantastic! That's 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 amazing, and probably not the highest grossing movie of the year because money is not an indicator it have of goodness. Nearly enough explosions. That's the problem. Just not, but yet, and that personally, family didn't get along. I personally put Knives Out as probably one of my favorite of top five movies ever. Period. End of. I've never been so captivated by a movie. Literally, you know, yelling out loud on the twist and turns, and in the final sequence of the last, I'd say, 20, 30 minutes, been taken like I was in a freaking washing machine back and forth all the way through to the end. And I was like, this is amazing. Absolutely loved it. Fantastic and like you're yelling acting, to the person. The writing is really good. What's that? I was saying that the acting is fantastic. The writing is really well. Fantastic. And I don't even want to talk too much about it for anybody who no. hasn't watched it because it's so bloody good. If so good. If you're in Canada, it's on Amazon Prime uh, yeah. right now, so definitely check that out. But yeah, like I don't, there's not a bad actor or actress in that film oh. that I can think of. Every one of them gets kind of a piece as yeah. well, and they're all they're all fantastic in it. The stars, the, the known stars, obviously got an opportunity to be stars, and the lesser knowns were fantastic and on par. Like you, everyone there became the same caliber instantly. It was so good. Very, 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 very pleased with that film. And I was saying to you before we started recording, the thing that's disappointing about that film is re-watching it. I haven't re-watched it yet, but I think to myself when I re-watch it, part of the magic of it was all that unknown. So sure. in re-watching it, am I going to get the same draw? So I'm waiting. You know, I'm going to wait a couple of weeks and then watch it again because my, my wife didn't watch it. So this time I'm going to get her to watch it with me. So that way it makes me stay, keep my mouth shut. And then watch through it again. And maybe living through it with someone else will keep that alive. I don't know. I mean, I, you're going to get some of that with any movie that has a mystery involved with it, be it like The Sixth Sense or like The Prestige. However, I think with this, uh, compared to like The Sixth Sense, uh, just watching the performances, and I think you watching a second time, I haven't watched it a second time either, but I'm wondering if there'll be more things that you pick up maybe that you didn't notice the first time. So that could be kind of cool. It made me really appreciate the whodunit part of that film. And I kind of want to find another whodunit to see if I can enjoy like a, a really reputable whodunit. I just don't mm -hmm. know. I haven't taken the time to look one up yet. So I'm tempted. We almost did a double feature with that and Clue because they're both on Amazon Prime because I thought they were kind of like fitting. So I don't know. Yeah, but that's Clue, like obviously not nearly as serious. 40 but... years apart, man. I don't know. That's that's risky. That's very, very risky. Uh, I also watched more in the Fast and the Furious vein. I watched uh, that Six Underground, the Michael Bay Ryan Reynolds movie well, on I Netflix. Put that in the Fast and Furious. Uh, well, I mean, if we're gonna between Knives Out and Fast and Furious, it'd be more of that. So many people die in that movie yeah. that are not acknowledged. Like I, I've never seen a movie, even a Michael Bay movie, where so many bodies are struck by things. Like I, I. It was very noticeable. I was like, holy shit. They're making a point of like people getting hit by cars and like ejecting out of cars into other things. And like, see, I mean, it was good. Though. It was again, it was a great turn your mind off and just enjoy it. Uh, and when those stuff. things happen, those people died. Yeah. Well, so I mean, it made it more enjoyable because it all worked. There is a little bit of the, the really the only somewhat quote intelligent thing in that movie there is a bit of a twist not a twist but there's a 
bit of a shocker kind of in the first 20 minutes. I was kind of surprised about not really going into the movie, knowing anything about it. But uh, no, it's it was, a good, it is a good, good film though. A lot. You could see the, the, where the money went. Like it's yeah. a beautiful film and like the, the, the special effects and just the locations. I mean, it's a Michael Bay film. It's, it's like Transformers without the Transformers. And the crazy camera work. Yeah, I will say that it was easier to follow this movie than it was yeah. some of the earlier Transformers. I caught that in Fast and the Furious where I feel like it was the Michael Bay Transformer effect where they started doing some of that crazy camera stuff. Um, and I'm like, why? And it's noticeable. <laughs> my daughter goes, oh my God, is it turning into Transformers? Because it was just getting weird. They there was really definitely a, hard. There was a, definitely a time in like the mid 2000s, maybe the 2010s, where yeah, a lot of movies were trying to start to mimic that, which I'm yeah, glad they're, they're the running with the camera to follow the guy. Don't. It's it's hard enough to follow the guy running. Don't you run with a different yeah. stride because now I can't follow it. Too much. Anyways, so yeah, Sings Underground, great mindless action film and Knives Out. You got to I would say Knives Out, you got to pay attention. Or you should pay attention. Oh, like it's, you cannot put the mobile devices down, folks, and don't have dedicate a couple hours because you will want to not miss stuff and quite frankly if you do you need to rewind it because it does all add value there isn't anything said in that film that doesn't add value to what's happening and it doesn't drag like the movie oh might be like two hours but it doesn't feel like it flew by it was mm-hmm. one of those moments where you're in the edge of your seat pretty much the whole movie it ends you look at the clock and went really that was a couple hours it was it was good really really good last thing i'll say about knives out whether you hated uh what is it? The last Jedi, the one that Ryan Reynolds, oh, or yeah, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Johnson yeah. did. His other movies are great, so I would give this one a shot because uh, Brick and Brothers Bloom, uh, some of his other movies are really good. This movie is definitely worth it. So whether you like the Star Wars movie or not, this is him writing. This is him directing. This is all him. Yeah. And not, not I, I, with the machine. I think that was the problem. I think it was a mistake to give him such an established franchise that he had to wedge himself into. Whereas something like this, he can just make it all up himself. And it, I think it, it's definitely worth the watch for sure. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Have so, you? Yeah. Carry on. But I got enough. Go on. Obviously, have you heard anything more about this tenant getting released in July and yeah. like them still trying to get people to the movie theaters, even though the movie theaters have clearly said they're not opening even further now? I have this further down on my list, but uh, I'm just going to click down here because I, I do want to bring this up. What? Who's going to the movie theater? I have no clue. The movie theaters themselves, I don't think, are opening. So I don't understand who's going. Uh, Christopher Nolan is going with a movie. I just don't know who's going with him. I mean... Is he buying all the tickets? In the I world? don't even know. Like, I think we're so far away from anything... Like a like a recognizable movie theater visit, I just even when they're going to open, I imagine it's going to be like, you know, three two seats between every person. Like I I, I just I don't know I don't look. Hey, th- theaters make a lot of their money. The actual theater itself makes a lot of their money off concessions. Yeah, if you can't fill the theater, you can't make the money off the concessions. What the fuck are you doing? It's just I don't know. I just don't understand. Like, I mean, you know, I get I, it. I, I get that he. Like that film is designed for a theater experience. I sure. get that, but what are you gonna do? Would you would you rather take less people see it in a theater or more people see it at home? I don't. I guess for him. And I really theater. argue with this whole design for a theater thing nowadays. Don't get me wrong. 
I get that there's a there's an effect, and and I appreciate watching a movie on a big screen, but I just don't feel like in today's technology, where the vast majority of films are probably consumed at greater lengths in people's homes than they are the theaters, that it necessarily has to be on a big screen. You're not not going to ruin. I will watch 1917 at home, love it, and could I say it may have been a different experience in the theater? Sure. Will it make me love it more or less? Probably not. It's probably just a, hey, that was a great way to see it. Mm-hmm. And then some movies you watch in the theater, it's like, hey, it's easier to watch these crazy Transformers whip around in a theater than it was actually to watch at home. So for me, some people found it the other way around. They preferred it at home than the theater because the theater gave them a headache because it was too much. I don't know. Right. So I just, I just feel like it's not the make or break. I think if you did a... It's an opportunity to do something different. So let's do this special thing. Every house, you know, every streaming service, you can buy it for $4.99. And you can have it for 48 hours, just like they do with everything else. But it's a special release, and they try to do this global thing where the entire world gets it at the same time. And so no one gets ahead of anybody else. And the entire world can watch it at the same time and have reviews on a global scale. What an awesome way to connect this over a film that would make Tenet the first thing to try like that maybe and endorsed by a studio and endorsed by all these people that are embracing the ability to take care of each other and not put people at risk over a fucking movie in a theater. Like I just think it's a unique opportunity, something really special. And instead it's fuck you. We're doing it the old way because I'm a special director. And I'm like, I liked Christopher Nolan. Like you don't really need the guy to be like this. Now I don't know if it's just him driving the bus on this or it's the whole studio or what, but everything I've heard sounds like he's the one that is trying to push the theater thing. Now I don't know for sure. I don't hear anything from the actors. I mean, there have been movies that since this pandemic has started that have only done the home release uh, and did pretty well. Now it was a kid's movie, but that last trolls movie apparently made a boatload of money but there's a great example. And um, imagine the studio putting the effort in on this global idea. Like they could done or they did it by time zone or something. Like they could do so much that just I think they're missing an opportunity to set the stage as opposed to trying to hold on to the old one. Tenant could be that they want to be that big film of 2020. They could have been by setting the standard on how things go forward. And there's probably a lot of films that would appreciate that, like Bond later this year, the other Marvel films. Because just think, if Tenet misses the mark on this, Marvel is probably going to look at the Disney's going to look at this and go, you know what? Let's change how we do this shit because it's not working out, and they're probably going to find a way to do something special with theirs, where you know maybe you don't buy Disney Plus. Okay, fine. You can you pay seven ninety nine to watch the film, and Disney Plus provider people pay two ninety nine to watch it, and there you go. And for the you know the first you know month, that's how you watch it. Yeah, the only downside I've seen so far is a lot of these ones that are doing the home release are doing like twenty dollars for the rental, oh, which seems a little bit insane. steep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what a genius idea right now would be would be a company that somehow marketed a pop-up drive-in theater where you could just put a screen up in a theater or in a in a parking lot because the drive-in is perfect for a pandemic. Well, like true. And do you, have you heard what the drive-ins are doing? They have well, jacked their prices up. They're limiting the number of cars that go in, and they're not selling concessions. I and haven't, heard, about 15, the, I haven't 15, heard the price change, but I definitely heard the concessions. $15 a person. You don't pay by car. 
So if the car pulls up with four people, it's 60 bucks. It's hmm. a lot for movie theater. And they're replaying movies. They're not even new releases. Yeah, there was one out, well, not so much locally here, but uh, not too far away. I think last week they had The Invisible Man, but this week it's all reruns. I think it was, I don't know, Happy Gilmore maybe was one and then something else. And apparently they're not even opening the washrooms. Oh, yeah. I get that. Like, don't get me wrong. I get it. If I went, I'd be like, yeah, I'm probably going to pee in a bucket. But it's, I, I did, again, I don't think we're quite there. As, as much as we're getting these opportunities to engage with smaller groups of people now and expand that bubble a little bit, that doesn't mean a lot of things need to operate, right? Like I commented with the shopping malls and I commented about these other things that are happening. It's like, who's going? You know, I, I, I don't know. This, that stuff it seems it seems so trivial in this time. We've learned so deeply the things we don't necessarily need, but we just enjoy or you know have as wants. And movies are a great fill-in right now for a lot of things. And we're very fortunate to live in this world of uh, having all the advantages around cinema and everything. However, it certainly is not uh, worth the risk. And going to the theater in this case, back to Tenant, I just don't get it. I just I just don't get it. It's such a chance to lead, and it's it'll be a thing that if people go to movie theaters and they do try to find a way to go, and it happens to be more people getting sick and they link it back together, I don't think that's what Tenet wants to be known for. But it might be known for that. It would be a thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, like I said, I, I can't, I think it's too early to tell when I think we're going to be back to a case where movie theaters make sense like it could be next year depending on when we get a a proper vaccination and and how quickly or not this dies down and man and everybody's handling it so differently i Mm -hmm. i was watching um legal legend uh summer series so it's all the 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 best teams in the world are playing each other right yeah and the north american teams are all playing remotely so the kid the the players are all at their homes and the korean teams when i put it on first thing in the morning they're all getting together and playing beside each other. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. So every country's still rolling the shit differently. Yet they're the staff of the production company that's putting it on there. Because it's not a live event. It's just the, the 10 players. But the staff, the coaches, and some of the people, production people around, they're all wearing masks. But just the players aren't. <laughs> I'm like, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's weird. Because I know I've watched some of the Call of Duty um, tournaments and that. And... It looks like, as far as I can tell, everyone's playing from home. Now, most of them have cameras on them, and I haven't seen any masks either. Yeah. But I don't know if they're in the same house or if they're in their own individual houses. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's different. But moving on from that, and we didn't really talk about this before. They officially announced the Snyder Cut which that was shortly after hell froze over. And today they, uh, Zack Snyder released a teaser clip already from the Snyder cut of justice league, which included a shot of dark side, which is crazy. Cause I was not expecting anything that quick. Uh, so I'll put a link up for that on the site. But the other thing that DC and Warner brothers is doing in August, I think it is, they're doing an entirely online uh, convention called DC Fan I Fandom, saw that. I think it is. 
Yep. And they're planning on sh- having more stuff uh, showing for the Snyder Cut of Justice League. They're going to show some stuff for the Batman, uh, the new one, uh, the Suicide Squad. That's kind of interesting. I think it's two days. It might be a weekend. Uh, as far as I know, it's all entirely free access, so you can just go onto the website and check it out. It seems like this online, just because conventions are just, it's impossible right now. The online thing seems to be the way that they're going. So that one's coming up in August. And then I think PAX is doing an online one. Don't know when that one is. It might be September. But theirs is going to be nine days long. And it's entirely free as well. It's kind of neat giving you know some people access to these events that they would never be able to get to just because they're too far away. But the Warner Brothers and DC thing has me intrigued because if he has footage that quickly, we talked about this before a little bit, that how much of the Zack Snyder stuff just got cut. Not so much that it didn't get made, but it's just sitting around. Like it sounds, if they have stuff with Darkseid already, that means they changed the storyline completely and just cut it out. Like it's, like he may already have... So all this bullshit talk that I assumed was just people talking out of their ass, he, he he did it. He filmed it. Like I would think at least a lot of it. So I don't know. This is going to be interesting. I wonder if, as well, the sequencing of things where he he's he he put together his own cut. But went back to Warner Brothers. Hey, by the way, ready for this? It's done. I got it. And you know, with all this crazy shit going on, why don't we do it? Or vice versa, they probably went to him going, look, we know you got it. What have you done with it? And when he probably turned around and said, well, I've already pretty much got it pieced together other than some final touches. And they said, okay, we'll give you 250. He worked out the 250 million to finish it. Well, maybe the reason it's only 250 million to finish it is he might have been way closer to having it done than anyone realized. Yeah, because he's definitely in the camp of like Kevin Smith and Robert Rodriguez where he cuts his own films, right? So he's he is an editor. He knows how to do that. And he hasn't as far as I know, hasn't really put anything out since Batman v Superman, I guess. And I guess the Justice League in the portions he did. So, yeah. What's to say that he didn't just edit this together during during his his downtime? downtime. It could have been part of his therapy dealing with the the stuff that was going on in life, too, right? So, like, for that, that people bury themselves in their work. So, he probably planned on releasing it, like, if, uh, if they had it done really well. And the tons of praise, you'd be like, hey, you think that was good? Or if it completely bombed, he could have been like, okay, well, here I am to save the day, one or the other. I think that might have been in the background, too. I I couldn't think he wouldn't have that on his mind. Yeah, I know. I was just surprised to see something so quickly after the announcement. But as you said, if if he'd been working on it for a while, then I guess that makes sense. So, yeah, so August, I think uh, second last week of August, we'll be seeing some stuff from that and also some stuff from the Batman, which could be interesting. So HBO Max, are you going to? I don't know what that's I don't know what that is in Canada. I don't know what we're going to get. I know some of the stuff has been agreed upon with Crave. So Crave's going to get some of the, the TV shows. I don't know where these exclusive movies are going to go, if they're going to go to Crave or if they will eventually drop. Like we never got the DC Universe app that they got in the US where um, Titans yeah. and uh, what's the other one? Um, yeah, because we ended up with it staying on Netflix longer. Yeah. 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 Um, so who knows what we'll get 
if it's something maybe, I already have, that's great. If it's something maybe, I have to maybe, get, maybe, maybe they struck some crazy, strike some crazy deal, or Netflix ends up with it in some different regions as well. So because there they still seems to be a lot of content from that HBO world that still that makes its way around. So yeah, tough to say. Yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, the other thing I did see this week that I don't know if you saw, they announced a new Star Wars game. Oh, called, the flight. Yeah, Star Wars Squadrons, which kind of looked very um, reminded me of like X Wing or Tie Fighter, yeah. like those X- little computer X-Wing games. X Wing versus Tie Fighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's and like it's coming out in like October, I think, no, which is, is a play- real quick turnaround. PlayStation Five release. Uh no, PS Four and PC. Uh, maybe PS Five later on down the road, but yeah, current generation systems. Um, the interesting thing about that is. There is online play that's five versus five, and they're wondering if it's going to be kind of the first Star Wars esports kind of thing. Something like, um, well, really any first person shooters or, you know, a, a MOBA kind of game, like where it's just, uh, if it's a balanced teams and the ships are balanced and that, then it just comes down to the players. I don't know. We'll see what happens I, with that. The more I, in this multiplayer esport type world, I get how it works. I love it. I think it's a great concept. I actually think back to, if you remember Mech Warrior. Yep. I think Mech Warrior, like again, team compositions, but actually the the uniqueness of having to build your mech, like you go back to that premise. Everyone's given the same amount of money, maybe, to design their mech, and then a team yep. compositions based off that. Like that would be such a cool way today to take an older game you know, reboot it. And that would be a w- amazing concept or something along that line. It is weird that their franchise hasn't really been around for a while. And yeah, you're right. Cause if you gave everybody the same starting ability, maybe I like you base it on money. You give them the money. Everyone's got so many credits. Yeah. And then in the, in the loading phase, you're designing a mech, you're building the composition of it. And then that mech will serve a purpose. And based on, Obviously, there'd be kind of like League of Legends where there's objectives. So it's not just killing each other. It's part of it. But there's objectives that need to be accomplished. So there has to be some diversity among the mechs you're creating. And then also the goal of how are you piloting those mechs? What are your objectives inside your team composition? Yeah, like imagine you have somebody that would be more like a support role. Somebody that would be more of the guy that you know runs into the combat. A scout. A, a sniper. Scout. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, that's... Yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't... Uh, come up and if everybody's working from the same thing then it's fair which is what you need for these esports it's got to be an equal playing ground and as long as the only thing that you can really earn in the game is like visual flares like um maybe paint jobs or whatever as long as the abilities are still the same yeah that, that uh i don't know why that that hasn't i don't know who has the license for that or where that is but because I mean, I played. I told you I was playing some Dota too. Um, oh, did you get into ooh, that? Yeah, I tried. It, it, that was a way harder to get into. I'm sorry. I ended up going back to play League of Legends. Yeah. Visually, League of Legends is way way better striking. It's way more striking of a visual. It's smoother play. Um, I've learned to just mute absolutely everybody and enjoy it, and uh, and certainly enjoying enjoying that element of it. Mm-hmm. And I have been taking the time to watch some YouTube videos on basic mechanic fundamentals and understanding some basic principles. And I instantly has made in a short period of time, 
my gaming experience better, regardless of the team, what the hell they do, because it's total crapshoot every time. Uh, but certainly has made my experiences more better. And it gives me more things to measure against. So I'm paying attention to my objectives that I need to accomplish to be a better player in the composition, regardless of the team going half cocked. That's not my issue. My issue is to do what's right. And so when I'm coming back with, even on a bad team comp, and I'm getting the highest farming score, you know, I'm killing the most creeps or, you know, I'm building all my items or, or I'm coming off with a, an average kill death assist ratio. Like it's, it's decent numbers inside of that, but I'm still pulling the high farm or whatever. Then that to me is those are the goals and objectives of what I'm supposed to be doing. So I know that I'm not, if we lose, we lose, but I'm pulling my weight. Uh-huh. So it makes you feel a little bit better regardless of what the chatter is or isn't. And, you know, everyone being an expert, when I look down and I've got everybody by 40 or 50 CS uh, creep score, I don't care what they say. They don't know what the fuck they're doing because that is a priority. It's how you get gold. And if you don't have gold, you're useless in that game. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, that's been a, an issue ongoing with, with League of Legends is just the toxicity with players. And it is something that they're working, allegedly, you know, working on. But there's only so much you can do. I mean, it's human nature. Just some people. Well, be I had one of my, uh, one of my questions. One of my questions to the Four Ward podcast was featured uh, last week. So I threw a question to them about the toxicity of the environment. It was a couple of weeks ago, actually. And uh, they did comment on some of the things that Riot is doing to try, but it's very hard because people do report. If you had a game and you lost and someone's pissed off and they're blaming someone for losing, they're reporting them for losing. Yeah. Like, so yeah, and then I started thinking about it going, the volume of reporting they must get. Hell so yeah. the, the algorithm they must be using to, you know, uh, weed through it probably flagging certain things right and if those things aren't coming up they're not reviewing at all there's no way i can't tell you how many times that that guy did a stupid player in the jungle report him i'm like yeah the other anybody ever think the person on the other side might just be better than you like no that's impossible it's impossible i'm perfect (laughs) the reason we're losing is you and they're all bots no sorry that guy's really good at what he's doing and my god i've never had my ass handed to me like that before but that was an experience yeah i don't know so I take it it's, that's been mostly what you've been. Uh, yeah, not as much. I'm playing. Play, I play maybe a couple games over the course of a day. I might play one in the morning, one in the night, kind of idea. They don't take as long anymore. I, I cannot play any of the AI anymore, though. It just doesn't mm-hmm. do anything for me. Fifty-seven kills in fifteen minutes. It's not really a thing. It's not worth it. So Why? you need to. Well, it's just pointless because it's 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 bots, right? It's mm-hmm. systematic. They they follow a pattern. You can tell. So there's no characteristics to it. You need people. So. Unfortunately, I'm stuck playing against people, which really slows down your progression in that game, by the way, <laughs> because you can go from you're not winning every time. Let's put it that way. The, yeah. the, the win loss ratio is typically 25 percent win rate if you're lucky. So unless you're really, really good. And if you are, you're not you're not talking to me about it. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I, well, for starters, I do. Before I forget, we should thank anybody that did come out and watch us on Twitch playing some Battlefield oh, 5. Oh, man. I'm so disappointed I didn't have my screen Twitch. I should have had my I screen. Because there oh. were some shots that were just classic. Never the best experience I've ever had on Battlefield 5. With, like, legitimately going through an entire building, getting right behind the person and shooting them in the head with a shotgun. To have seen that, I know you've seen it before, folks. But with our animated color commentary and how bad we are at that game, it was an amazing moment. Well, I mean, at least they did get to see you driving the Jeep, and then all of a sudden we spontaneously combusted, and yeah. we were just dead. I don't know what happened, but 
but thank you for for those who did come out and check that out. Uh, you know, we're going to plan on hopefully doing some more of that. And if we can get the uh, League of Legends figured out, we can maybe stream uh, stream some of that as well. We're looking at maybe doing playing some of that maybe this weekend as well. Yeah, you're finally going to go back on. I haven't played with you for like three weeks. Like yeah, I've been playing a lot of VR stuff. I got the Iron Man VR demo, okay. which was actually crazy. I, I, did, you I say your, did you say your Iron Man? I did, and I was talking to like Friday and Pepper, and it was embarrassing. But uh, it's actually surprisingly, I was worried the controls were going to be really like hard, but you know, they've done a really good job. So that comes out, I think, in a couple months. Tomorrow is The Last of Us Part 2. That's probably going to be what I'll be playing next whenever I get it. It's supposed to ship, but who knows? But yeah, I've been doing VR because I thought it was like physical exercise-ish. My God, I, really? I, Just go for well, a walk. It, yeah, well, I do that at lunch. And then I come home and I was playing VR stuff. And I have this other game that I was playing called Gorn, where it's gladi- gladiatorial combat. But it's all like cartoony so you can like cut people's arms off and like bash their brains in and stuff it's it's been a lot of fun and creed i've been boxing a lot and that actually does hurt more than it probably should but you're really so, trying to punch things that's why I i'm tell. punching the air and i'm surprised i haven't smashed like a lamp or the TV. wall the tv <laughs> have you seen those videos there's videos on tv of like or on youtube of like old guys just playing vr for the first time and they go right through the tv it's great yeah, that's my biggest fear. Yeah, I need a bigger room for that because I'm going to hurt myself or something else at some point, I'm sure. I don't know. So, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I don't know about you. I'm feeling a little more optimistic. I th- I'm feeling better about things. It's the weather. It could be the weather. It could yeah, be. It's nicer, it's nicer season and things are, you can be outside. There's things to keep you a little bit busier and. I've been we, biking. I, th- so I also feel like four exercise. months have been long enough for us to realize it's not the end of the world. It's just yeah. a change for temporary, hopefully. So there's elements of that. Speaking of biking, you did your heart and stroke ride. I did. Your virtual ride. How did that work? Uh, at 18 kilometers. So I was normally speaking, like last year when I did it, they close off the gardener and the DVP and you do your ride on there. So this year, obviously, they didn't do that. It's a virtual ride for hearts. So you're supposed to basically do it wherever you can. So I got to about 18 kilometers and I was like, oh, I could do this all day. By like 22 kilometers, I was like, I've had enough. I want to die. Also started running out of places to bike. I got back to the neighborhood and I realized I needed like four more kilometers, which I thought would be easy. So I ended up just going like up and down subdivisions. (laughs) <laughs> I got it. I got I got 25 and a half kilometers. So I did it. Well I done. Succeeded. And I raised a fair bit over a thousand dollars. So I did pretty good. I'm, I was impressed. I did not want to pester people. I felt like with a pandemic going on, it seemed like a bad time to bother people about money. But uh, no, people were very generous and we did well. We got it completed. I don't know if I want to bike anymore at all this summer, but I got that done. I went by your house. I was telling your wife there. I uh, I was told. <laughs> when I was making up kilometers. I was like, I'm just going to go up every side street I can. That's awesome. Yeah, that's about uh, it. Good for you, man. Definitely good for you. Yeah. But I'm glad people supported you. And the 25 kilometers, that's uh, that's a long freaking bike ride, man. Considering you train for like maybe a couple of weeks at best. 
Yeah, I left this one way too long. I mean, I kind of just left it entirely. And then like a week before I went to do it, then my back tire had a hole in it. So, yeah, it was a, your, your luck. It was a comedy of errors. But uh, yeah, no, we got it done. It's all done now. That's all I got. I bruised but, my tailbone, I'm sure. But whatever. the bike's away for the year. Bikes, bikes away for the year. I'll wash it up and it's done. <laughs> and cool. Well, listen, I, I, it's great to still have our show going. We definitely need to get a guest on another guest. I think we should probably, probably, uh, so get insulted that. by that. that you, you, it's not enough to talk with me. You must have somebody else here. Is that what that is? Listen, we're going to talk about the same stuff and it's turning into just what we watch every week, which is cool. Who cares? Uh, but I feel like we need to bring some new content. Something I have new. other stuff to talk about. It's just we never get to it because we do so much cool things. And you never send me the show notes. It's true, I don't. There's none. I, there was you none. told me there's stuff to talk about, then you didn't send it to me. I think you were expecting me to shit on Fast and Furious for a very long time. I actually expected it for a long time. And yeah, I was like, yeah. we might get to the rest of this stuff. I mean, look, none of it's super important. It can all wait, but uh, I, want I got pleasant- stuff... I felt like it was good to pleasantly surprise you on the not shit kicking of Fast and the Furious as bad as. But the thing is, you suspecting me to do that leads me to believe you understand why I probably should have. No, the reason I expected it is because now for nearly a year, you've dropped hints that this is going to happen. So that is what has led to that. <laughs> but we also have designed, uh, come up with an idea to make a calendar. And uh, we we're calling it the Fast and the Faithful, and it's going to be pictures of nuns robbing things and making getaways in cars. Who's we? I was not involved in this uh, this operation. I know my daughter; her imagination's there. So, as she heads gets ready to head into high school, one of the classes she'll get to take eventually is photography, and she says that making a calendar is a good idea. And then we just came up with this Fast and the Faithful idea. I don't. I just escalated, and. Uh, I have an alarming feeling that at some point in the next 12 months, I'm going to be dressing as a nun. And uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, we we figure there's a, uh, you know, those neck gaiters that you can get instead of face mask with like skulls on them. So the nuns need to use those in some cases. Um, Yeah, there's we're we're thinking of like a, a, a group of nuns robbing a ice cream truck. So we're staging the different positions the nuns would be in. Like there'd be a child hung from the back of the truck with rosary beads. And then there'll be a nun d- d- dumping the ice cream out. There's one throwing the money out the window. There's one in like an old Dodge Charger with the tires spinning and smoke going. And then like this one surfing on the other. Thing. It was a great little idea we had. So, I, yeah, I, I don't know how we're going to make this, but I kind of want to make this now. So I want to participate. I am going I just to feel like with the amount of abilities that people have with using tech technology and CGI and stuff. And I saw the stuff that they're doing when we did the grade nine tour for the kids and the photo class and stuff. So the, te- the availability they have at their fingertips. And if she's got a good idea, she wants to run with, I mean, let's be fair. People buy calendars of everything. So I feel like this will do well. I think I could like, cause in uh, Gran Turismo, you can do like a photo mode. You could take photos of the different cars and different settings. Yeah. If I could take those photos and then export them. And then she could like Photoshop us None. beside, the, cause we're never going to get some of these cars, but if we can use those, no one will know the difference. It'll be I feel like with technology, if we just find the car in a parking lot and get a clean shot of it of us around it, then she can do what she needs to to the car. In the yeah. I don't like the local uh, ice cream truck guy, so I would be happy to chase him down the street yeah. wearing full nun garb. 
seems reasonable. I don't think this is a bad idea at all. No, no. And I mean, we came over the other night, so it made sense. You know, quarantine is uh, making people creative. We're just getting creative over here. So creative is, uh, yeah, that's one word. for And, it. and there's a fun thing to type into your Google search is uh, religious words that start with F. Oh, okay, that's not. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with that. That's a that's a fun one, because uh-huh. uh, fear the Lord was uh, one of the first things that came up. Fear the Lord, and the furious. I think that's fair. Yeah, but like the word faith didn't even come up to like you know fifteen twenty words down the list. Fear the Lord was number one. That sounds uh, about what I would expect. Right on. Well, I guess. We should mention that we are still against, I'm sure, your will and sometimes my will. We are still on social media. Uh, we are at uh, Happy Zen Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, the Happy Zen Podcast on Facebook. Check it out if you want. I mean, look, you don't have to. I, be, I know there's a lot of hate on social media right now. So if you don't want to do that, don't do that. If you want to do it, feel free. Yeah. Still not verified on either Instagram or Twitter. I don't know what we got to do. I guess we need, I don't know, money, followers, power, followers. <laughs> How badly we, do we want a we, blue check mark? I don't know. We need to be more active than once a week. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, remember we have a new episode next week. Hey, remember that last episode next week? Hey, there's a new episode coming. It does seem next like week. That's what you're there's a new week. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I don't know. And don't forget, signaling you. Yeah, I'm, signaling I, you. I'm, I forgot. <gasps> Deadly Grounds Coffee. Let's see if you get the address right right off the bat. I, I never get it right. This is way too much pressure. Deadly okay. Grounds. That, you don't. You typed it in because you don't know it. Oh my god! You set me up, and you're getting the answer anyways. No, I, I just want to make. I want to make sure it's uh, nothing's changed. <clears throat> Go on. <laughs> Are you I'm cutting this all out clearly. This uh, this dead air. Yeah, this is the worst handoff. What happened? I thought you're rusty. That's the problem. I one, I'm rusty. Two, I know you have the answer, so it makes me more reluctant to say anything. <laughs> I all I'm saying you is, getting, I hate you getting the chance to prove me wrong. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just saying. Look, for those who need that extra caffeine boost. What do we recommend, Adam? We recommend heading over to deadlygrounds.ca. Nope. Okay. Take two. Try again. Somewhere else. <laughs> Hold on. I wonder if they have that for, for people like that. Let's see. Deadly Grounds. This will take me to something that probably... Deadly Grounds. You know what? You win. You... They've got it. They were smart. Probably what happened was they probably heard one of our, our ad reads where we said go to deadlygrounds.ca and uh, they're like, well, we better buy that. So carry on. What's the rest? <laughs> Head over to deadlygrounds.ca and use promo code HAPPYZEN at checkout and you get something off your purchase. I can't remember how much it is. 15%. Wow, I was going to say 10. I feel like that's gotten 15%, even better. 15% and you get free shipping on your order over uh, $80, uh, which is not hard when you are buying. And there's 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 flavored coffee, there's unflavored, there's espresso, there's also, I mean, there's every kind 
You're not. This isn't, regu- this isn't regular stuff, folks. I mean, this is quality, quality brew. This is. Yeah. Uh, and someone tried to say to me the other day that you know, eighty bucks. That's a lot. That's a lot in coffee. And I asked them. I said, "Well, what do you normally drink?" And they told me that they drink Tim Hortons and they put it in a coffee maker. And I said, "Okay, so you're spending at least twenty bucks a week on a can." And they admitted that they are. And I said, "Well, then times that by four and simple arithmetic." And they went, "Oh my god!" So their eyes are open to the fact that they already spend that on garbage coffee. So maybe they should spend the money on quality coffee, appreciate the difference, realize you don't need to drink an entire giant pot of Tim Hortons coffee to get the wonderful experience you get from a single cup of Deadly Grounds coffee. Do you hear that, Brad? That's a that's an ad read right there, buddy. Yeah, with uh, nothing. Who you're hiring down. for marketing? Just hire us. We've got it. Got it down pat. Yeah, yeah, we got it down pat. We didn't know the website. One Forgot take. our promo code. <laughs> One take. Editing nothing. This That's is it. perfect as is. That is an editing nightmare, by the way. Have fun. Yeah, well, I, just, I just won't do it. All right, so that is it for now. That is our episode. Unless you've got something else to say, I think we're well, going Listen, we just got to keep bringing up Chronicle Brewing because that's how we got Deadly Grounds Coffee. <laughs> so we just gotta keep bringing up the fact that Chronicle Brewery, Brewing and This Week in Ontario is support local beer wineries. Ah. So they're they're pushing for local breweries and local wineries. Find and support your local brewery or winery. Here in the Durham region, there is no better place to head than Chronicle uh, Brewery in Bowmanville. They deliver free deliveries. Right now, they're doing free deliveries across uh, Durham region. So, and they're pretty quick on return. Like, if you follow their Instagram, which uh, we should shout out to, which I know I have, but if you follow their Instagram, they update often on delivery dates. So they give you an idea if you follow. He's really good at jumping on and saying, hey, by the way, uh, last chance to order before delivery tomorrow. Yeah, so I think it's see- three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I think they do delivery. And it's uh, just Chronicle Brewery on Instagram. Yep, Chronicle Brewery on Instagram. They're over on Lake Road, Bowmanville. Uh, you can pick your beer up there as well if you wanted to, to order. And they're always adding stuff to the fridge because it is local brew. So uh, check out the website and see what they've got in stock. And, uh, you know, it is always changing. I strongly, strongly recommend any of the stouts. They are consistently good with their stout beer. I'm a so, huge fan of Dwarven Stout. That one's my favorite. Yeah. Um, of Sight and Mind, the Twilight Zone one, was was my personal favorite. Just be prepared. 10.5%. If you haven't drank a 10.5% beer before, it really is three beers in one. So be prepared. It, you do feel it. All Unless right. you have a, an ability to be numb to that. Congratulations. But And if you do, please tell us, because we want to know about that. That's exciting. <laughs> That could be an it, entire episode. Well, and then it, it, last but not least, though, they did just share their, if you're a wheat uh, beer drinker, their ignorant farmer is back, which was a big beer last year for them. Right on, sir. Well, uh, this has been fun, and uh, I think we're good. Can't wait to, That's can't it for wait now. to be, switch our next experience, and I'm looking forward to whatever game that is and having some fun. I hope it's League, because that'll be fun, because maybe we get uh, a few people we know together for our own team, so that at least the horrible... Uh, chat that will come up from people hating our gameplay won't exist. Yeah, that'll that's possible. If we really, if we eliminate all of the bad people, they can only be good people, right? Yeah, or they'll just type, hey, this was fun, we're never doing it again. That might be the worst thing they're right, which people will get a kick out of watching. Yeah, so stay tuned to that <laughs> social media I told you not to go to, uh, and that will be where we'll report when we're playing next. Awesome, man. <laughs> all right. 
Later.